Alright. We are Bootham. to Boothin. This is episode Quad Zip 6. Uh, this is the world's first freestyle-oriented podcast in which storytelling, maybe comedic elements, nostalgia, uh, a little paprika dash of pop culture uh, are all stewed up and served in the form of a freestyle at the end in which I summarize you know, some major talking points and you get to hear some cool beats. That intro bump was from my buddy, uh, Wyatt, AKA whiskey. And, uh, you'll hear some cool, uh, music throughout the duration of this podcast, which by the way, if you're doing the math, according to our quad zip single digit format, um, is going to be at least 20 years. I was, I didn't realize it'd take 20 years to have, uh, 10,000 episodes, but Hey, I'm in this to win this. And, uh, with the advent of modern technology, who knows, man? We might hit those six digits. Or if I hit some sort of Rogan-esque uh, stride in which I become one with the, the podcast compound and just kind of like wire my my consciousness and generate some sort of uh, artificial... I'm not going to say intelligence because honestly... Uh, I got I have more dull days than sharp ones, but uh, some artificial stupidity to just keep this butter churning, you know, and eventually we might end up, you know, with some biscuits. That's what Boothin's all about. Uh, the, uh, my name is Y'all Y'all, uh, and thanks for tuning in. And honestly, at the at that beat, at that beat, during the beat in the beginning there, uh, what you're hearing, you hear a little little crackle pop a little hiss from the the needle of the record and uh that was really the the pitter patter of of the dust bunnies that I've been fumigating out my my headspace that I've been you know beating out from under the the bed with a broomstick I've just kind of been reflecting a lot lately and uh, so, you know, you might hear some pitter-patter in the background of this pod, but uh, fear not. You know, I know I've mentioned I live alone. It's not a ghost. It's just some harmless dust bunnies. You know, at worst, you fall asleep with your mouth open and you might get a little, a little lint, you know, a little lint mint hanging out your dome piece. But hey, if that's the worst that could happen, then I look forward to the best. So... Thanks for tuning in. Um, and, you know, that crackle, that vinyl crackle uh, kind of gets me to the first thing I, I've been thinking about this week, and that is uh, record collecting. Um, those of you who know me, you know I'm a, a diehard collector. I've slowed down here recently because I've started to invest more in experiences and objects. Uh, that doesn't make me cool uh, because, trust me, I'm far from me- I, I live a maximalist lifestyle. I mean, I'm all in. Uh, excuse me, to a fault sometimes, but hey, it is what it is, and ain't what it ain't. But um, 
you know, I think about that sound when I first got a record player. Um, and actually, I guess an, I think an ex gave it to me. Probably one of the coolest things that uh, she gave me that and a pair of like rainbow flip flops that I wore. Uh, you know, they outlasted any romantic relationship I've ever had. So, uh, so shout outs to, shout outs to her. But anyways, I just think about this, uh, that sound, you know, and the needle drops on a record, like old dusty record. And I used to just, mm, that used to just, whew, I mean, that used to just get my coffee pot going, baby. I mean, you know, Jim Morrison talking about, come on, baby, light my fire. He's probably talking about, you know, getting a little booty. But uh, I'll tell you what, what would light my fire up was just hearing that needle drop. And just that, that crackle. And that's why I've never been a big fan of uh, Rice Krispie, uh, you know, is because I'm, I'm a fan of crackle. I'm a fan of pop. But, uh, you know, snaps can just get the hell out of town. A snap is just a, a cowardly clap. And I've, I've tried to bring snaps into settings, you know, semi-seriously. Because it looks so cool in the movies. But, um, I mean, let's be honest. I mean, if you can snap as good with, you know, your non-dominant hand as you can with your dominant hand, uh, they probably will, uh, you know burn you at the stake that was back in the day i mean that's just sorcery and you know back in the day that's where pretty much all of the uh the ill and dance moves i mean we stole everything from back in the day even uh these little cool Fortnite dances are are ganked from you know the carltons of the world the older people got it they kill it almost dope and uh well uh, you know, for example, if you hang out with, you know, my pops and my ma, uh, and, you know, and if they were cutting a rug, you might find them line dancing. And now line, line dancing had a had a, a near catastrophic comeback for a stretch there. I mean, you know, it, Cupid Shuffle, you can't go to a wedding without line dancing. I mean, electric slide, I feel like counts as line dancing. Cupid shuffle, the cha-cha, a lot of sliding, a lot of lazy dance. If You know, any dance where I don't have to lift my feet off the ground that much, I mean, I'm about it. That's that's geriatric Ellen. I mean, you ever think about that? The electric slide, you know, that part where you kind of lean forward and you, you roll your hands. I mean, they built that in because once you, you know, you get older, like, uh, myself you know you know i'm getting up there a little bit in age you need to rock back before you roll forward to get that momentum and that that offer that's a really american dance because you can really swing your your front your front gut into it and leverage your booty into that twist that's the hardest part of the electric slide is that kick out but i mean if you can just lower that center of gravity and just you know fling a cheek out there my goodness and that's how you can tell how old someone is. So you have the line dancing generation. My parents are kind of into that for a little bit. 
go back a little further, you know, you're hanging out with the old heads. And a wedding is a great place because it covers all generations. You know, you got parents, grandparents, uh, you know, kids, uh, people my age, I guess millennials. And uh, you're at it, you know, so you're at a wedding, you get an old head. I mean, maybe the coolest generation of dancing. You might have some popping and locking. I mean, does it really get any better than that? Uh, I mean, that that's a, you know, for a generation that doesn't like to lock their front doors around, you know, especially, I just know a lot of friends with parents in nicer areas, then they're like, yeah, you know, we never locked the door. But, you know, they sure knew how to lock that dance up, lock up them joints. You know, you go back a little bit further, you might find somebody, you know, just pointing out the Lord. And and thrusting their thrusting their guster with a little a little discotheque dancing. I mean, you go back far enough. Well, I don't even know what came before that. I mean, they say people got mad. I, I don't even it just doesn't seem true that people thought Elvis was prerogative for shaking his hips. But I mean, I guess that's a generation like you know, you go to you go to the grocery store now, you can get all types of bread. Back then it was only sunbeam white bread. I mean, my goodness. You if you brought wheat bread to a uh, function, but they, there's a whole new type of dancing that doesn't even involve getting out of your seat. You can I mean, you're you know, you're you can be like, you know, business uh, business casual from the waist down, you know, you're just chilling. But up top, you know, from the navel up, I mean, your arm, you're just, you're just an inflatable advertisement for your own consumption of, of social media. And I ain't mad. I, you know, anybody who gets mad about dancing, I mean, that's why they made that movie Footloose. Yeah. No dancing in this town. Nothing good comes with dancing. I mean, I've seen all kinds of dancing. I've been to churches. I mean, all varieties. You know, free will Baptist, Pentecostal, uh, Pentecostal holiness. Um, you know, we we'd been to it, and you get to, you get into them churches, and man, I remember my grandma. Excuse me, used to go to this uh, this church, and. <clears throat> The dancing wasn't enough. I mean, they were so, you know, they were so gassed up on that Holy Ghost petrol that dancing wasn't enough. They had to get accessories into it. And so people would have like flags <laughs> waving, which was cool, you know, whatever. They were repping their set, you know, Ecclesiastes, you know. First, <laughs> I was going to say first John. I don't know if there was a second one, but they were repping their set. They had the flags. They also, um, this was a church where uh, people would like fall out, you know, like just, I mean, they just out, uh, uh, you know, hit with, hit with that ghost, that, that Swiss cheese ghost, that holy ghost, that holy gust of wind, just knock them down, knock them out cold. And, uh, and the flags uh, and the other dance accessory would be like a blanket or like a shawl. But what that does, that actually works uh, double time because if somebody falls out, you know, uh, like good Christians, they'd always put like a blanket on them if they were really out for a little bit. 
And it kind of reminds me of this story, uh, my aunt. And I, you know what? It's not my business to tell it, but it's not like a, a secret. Uh, but she had this uh, church she went to, I think when she lived in Maryland. Uh, my Aunt Ruth. Shout out my Aunt Ruth. And uh, they'd have this person who would always fall out. And she'd fall out for extended stretches. I mean, she could have been narcoleptic for all I know. Or, you know, just really hit with the spirit. You know, if that's how you get down. And uh, the story, as I remember it, is that um, she fell out during a service and was just out. I mean, this was an older woman. In that she actually just died mid-service. And uh, they just thought she was, like, you know, knocked out. And, you know, to an outsider, that could seem absurd. But, I mean, when you're in the heat of it, when you're in a... a you know, a church service where people are like hollering and, you know, speaking in tongues and, you know, doing color guard uh, dances and, I mean, running up and down the aisles. I mean, somebody just not falling out on the floor. That's not unheard of. I mean, this was the era of like Benny Hinn, you know. And, uh, and then, like, after the service, they waited a little bit and they were like, what, you know, what's up? And, my understanding is that she she died. And, uh, you know, I mean, good on her for, you know, going out, doing what she loved. It's been a, I don't know, it's been a weird kind of reflective week. Um, With the passing of Juice World. And, I mean, I wasn't a diehard fan and I feel like people always feel the need to say that because if you bring it up, someone might ask you about deep cuts. But, uh, you know, I like the singles. And anytime somebody goes that young, it's just it just kind of reminds you of like how important it is to to hold on to every moment you have and just, you know, just squeeze the juice out of it. I mean, you know, time's ours for the picking. I want the pulp, baby. I'm going to squeeze it all out. Shoot, don't waste the rind on my time. I'm going to you know, I'm going to season something with it or I might just straight take orange peels just to the noggin, just trying to to treasure every moment cuz I'm 29 and um I've just had this weird uh yeah, I don't know. I'm listening to this uh the slow burn season about Biggie and Pac. I mean, Tupac was 24 when he died. He he accomplished so much, and his I mean that that's one of those examples of someone who's like really a a, a prophet for the times, you know, just really to be that young and as you know poetic as to the point as he was, and to be 24. You know, sometimes you look at your own life, and they say don't compare yourself to others, but it's like, what am I doing? And just that that sense of time, you know, I've had some friends go through some things recently that kind of spawned me to decide to pursue this. And, you know, just let's let's take every moment we got and uh, let's put it on blast. Let's appreciate it. Don't don't sleep your life away. And if you're sleeping, at least dream, you know, if you're just going through the motions, at least, you know, have that glazed over look on your face. And people might think, oh, you know, there's Sharon. She's just never in the building. But really, Sharon's just so hyper-focused on that 
line where the sky breaks into the horizon and she's got she's got a, a destination and a, a lot of people won't get it if you have a destination you know they might think you're not with it but the truth is they're not with you and so just keep it moving you know live your life reach out to people tell them you love them out of the blue shoot let that love fly what's the harm you're not really diluting anything. Love's a powerful feeling. And if you think you got it, you know, if you get if you get it in your gut, I mean, it's almost like a sickness. You know, if you just hold it in, it's not good, man. It's got to come out one way or another, up or down, you know. Shoot. Don't hold that love in. Just let it let it squeak out your body. Sometimes it might not be the prettiest. Sometimes it might. You know, love has a stench to it sometimes, you know? It ain't always pretty. Uh, but you got to let that love fly. That's what I'm trying to do, at least. And I've kind of gotten a little off the rails here, but kind of back to the point of churches. Let me pop my knuckles. So polite, you know, such a gentleman here. Um, I was at a church recently for a function, a work-related function. Oh, this sounds weird. I was I was at like a choir concert and uh, I was at a Methodist church. And I remember I kind of, I was, this is maybe the longest stint, the longest stint I served. My longest bid in, in the church was at a, a Methodist church. And um, this Methodist church had a, a drum kit in it, which, I mean, if you've ever been to Methodist churches, usually it's like they have a Sunday evening service where they might let the youth, you know, uh, play an electric instrument um, but this was in the main auditorium when I was coming up you know oftentimes the uh, the night service would be like in the fellowship hall because you don't want to ruin the sanctity of the sanctuary with uh, you know Timmy's overdriven spider six amp uh, and his out of tune detuned guitar but this church had an electric drum kit and at first you know I mean, those things are generally expensive, but most drummers I know are like, I want the sauce, buddy. I want that acoustic tax. I want to pay my acoustic taxes on, and I want to hit these scans. But then I realized, you know, it's a step. A step's a step, baby. Kind of like how I mentioned, you know, we laced up our shoes. We took a step forward. I took a few, a few steps back. Hey, these backward steps weren't bad, you know. They're still steps. Shoot. My Fitbit. Don't discriminate forwards or backwards, side to side. And these are gateway drums. That's what I'm getting at here. These are gateway drums. I mean, Methodist Church with some drums. That's, you know, I hate to say it because the term is dead, but it's probably as dead as the, the comparison I'm making here. But, you know, electronic drums in a church of the Methodist variety, that's lit. Lit. That's lit as, you know, the candles they got on the mantle in there when you, you know, I don't know what, I can't remember what they call them. He ain't an altar boy. It's like a, I don't know, mantle Manny or a, a elevated end table, uh, <laughs> candle person. I, I don't know. Anyways, and a lot of people are quick to scoff. I mean, it looked like a cheap drum kit. You know, like the electronic entry level ones aren't that expensive compared to like a good one. But uh, people are quick to scoff things. 
I mean, if I was 18, eh, maybe 17, sitting in there, I'd have been like, yo, this is garbage. I mean, I, I was just at a show last night at the brewery. Had, you know, not just double bass pedal, the highly unnecessary two bass drums just pummeling my my own eardrum. I mean, that's when you know you're at a loud concert where there are drums so loud that it makes your own drum inside your head hurt and ring. I mean, that's, that's why I call it brutal, baby. Country's brutal. Country's metal. Metal is even more metal sometimes. And I'd be sitting there thinking, ah, come on electronic drums but i've realized you know it ends and end it all starts somewhere you think people just you know i mean if you listen to the beatles like og music some of the like doo-wop covers and stuff would you ever have predicted they were gonna make revolution nine i mean you know you throw revolver in the mix you realize you you know you're starting to cook with spices baby salt and pepper uh-uh you know we got exotic spices here in the mix. We're chefing. You know, you just throw soup in a bowl. No, no. Now, you know, we're, we're practicing plating techniques. And it all starts somewhere. And it might be an electronic drum kit. And I'm not going to hate on it. Um, you know, a lot of gatekeepers are in the hobby community. The hobby community. The hobby lobby. Um, a lot of gatekeepers. A lot of, a lot of naysayers want to tell you, you know, how to sound, what to do, uh, how to do it, where to start. But I mean, as long as you're doing, who cares? Same thing goes with, you know, records. This is kind of the point I was getting at. I got that record player from uh, from that then girlfriend of mine. And I didn't even know for the first couple of years that like the Crosley all-in-ones were considered bad. You know, like the speakers were in it. The needle uh, was like, it was functional, but the arm was plastic. There's no counterweight. Um, and I didn't even know it was a bad thing. I just enjoyed listening to these records. I'd find records that were just in terribly beat condition. And, you know, they had that snap, that... And, you know, when you drop the needles, the... And you know, you knew it was on because that was just that vinyl sound. That's what you associate from from film and everything. And then when you get a little further along, when you go further down the rabbit hole, you know, sometimes you lose sight of that that light at the beginning of the tunnel that got you to, uh, you know, peer into the darkness to begin with. And you know, then it's like, oh, Crosley. Well, you know, you're an amateur. You know, oh, you like listening to to damaged records. That's what that sound comes from. Is dust. You know, the record's not clean or there's a, uh, uh, you know, scratches on it from, you know, people trying to run the tables back in the day at their, their parents' house with uh, with turntables that didn't have slip belts, <laughs> you know, just ruining records and turntables simultaneously. Hey, but, you know, it's a start. And then, you know, I didn't know. I just love that sound. And then as I got further into it, you know, of course, you know, the record player, you know, people would scoff on like Reddit, like, oh. You know, and and I I've been guilty of that from time to time. You know, I'm nobody's perfect, but it got me into it. You know, a gate's a gate, man. And you know, I'm not about trying to gatekeep. I'm not trying to you know stand at the bridge and, and make you pay a toll. Uh, you know, I'd rather just build gates, leave them open, shoot, put a little incentive on the other side. You know, hey, you coming to this gate? You know, I got a white claw for you. Uh, that's pretty, 
dumb reference, but hey, clawed up, clawed down, clawed all around the town, but that's how we pound. So, you know, gatekeeping is a thing. Same with instruments, right? Um, I've seen people play a Squire guitar, you know, like the entry-level Fender, uh, just destroying it, sounding significantly better than, you know, kids I knew whose parents bought them like American-made Fender Strats, you know, like a $1,000, you know, $800 to $1,000 instrument. And, uh, you know, I've heard people freak it on like an $80 pawn shop guitar, um, not even Squire brand, just like, you know, no name brand or, or they used to, uh, give away these guitars with, I think Volkswagens. I mean, I've heard people freak instruments, uh, and people are always like, oh, my setup's trash. It's like, nah, man, it ain't about the setup. You know, you're just standing at the gate. You know, you're letting someone tell you your setup's trash, but you know, why stand at the gate when you could just, just remove the whole, you know, just rip it out the ground and drag it with you. Get to where you're going. Stare to the horizon. Have a, have a, you know, let the GPS of your soul tell you where to go. And if it tells you turn left and you don't feel like it, bump it. Keep it moving. Redirect. Drag the gate with you. Leave the gatekeeper at the gate. They ain't moving ahead. You are. I remember reading this story about, uh, Victor Wooten, he's like a bass wizard. Um, and he has these like camps, these retreats where you learn from him. And it's like, I think it's like a spiritual thing too. And it's not just bass. It's like, you know, healthy mind, healthy body. And uh, I've heard a, a couple stories. I used to post on this bass form called Talk Bass, pre, <clears throat> pre-Reddit. And uh, there's, a, they, you know, Victor Wooten would be like, hey, go, let me, can I see your bass? And I'm like, ah, you know, it's... The setup's bad. It don't sound. The strings are are dead, and you know Victor Wooten picked that thing up, and I mean, he make it sing, and he tell him it's it's in your hands. You know, it's all in the hands. It's you know the only limitation is you, and that's how I feel about these these entry level things. You know, uh, don't let somebody stop you from pursuing something you're interested in. You know, like if you're interested in podcasting, I mean, a lot of people are just doing them on their iPhones now. Do it. Do it if that, you know, doing it's better than not doing it. Like I said in the first episode, I was doing this podcast in my mind for like 10 years before 10 years, 10 months felt like 10 years. <laughs> this year's been a long one, but uh, 10 months before I started. And if I would have started back then, I mean, shoot, our, our download numbers are looking solid. I mean, for, you know, I'm I'm pleased with every person who's tuned in. But, uh, I, you know, be so much further. I'd be so much further past the gate. And just, you know, don't scoff at the, the intro level things. It is what it is. If I had time to waste hating, I mean, which I guess I do have time. I've talked about that, but I don't know. It's, it's just not the point. Embrace people getting into what you're into. Realize that more is merrier, you know? A lot of people act like there's a real limited set of resources out here when it comes to, you know, careers, arts, uh, but embrace it. I mean, you're you. Nobody else is you. If somebody came along with another freestyle podcast, they're not me. I'm not worried about it. Shoot. Might even have a little collabo or a little battle, a little podcast rap battle. So, yeah, don't don't let the, the gatekeepers 
stop you from getting in there. You know, if they're standing in the way, you know, get a shovel, start digging, go under that bad boy. Shoot. If you, if you, you know, if your legs are long enough, get a sprint, hit the hop, you know, pole vault over that bad boy. You know, they're standing in the way of you. It's like they used to say when I was in football, go through them. I mean, what are they going to do? Slow you down? Nah, man. You're going to be moving so fast. In fact, well, not even moving fast. The fact is you're moving and they're trying to stay right there and stop you from getting past them. Don't let the, you know, the bouncers of the mind, of the hobbies, of the careers, of the passions. Don't let, don't let those, those fools trying to keep you out, keep you out. Because you know what? There's always another way. You know, if there's a gate, you know, get a shovel. Just dig with your hands. You know, make make friends with a with a four-legged buddy and uh and you know, maybe throw some kibble on the other side and get that bad boy scraping up a, a path for you. Hey, you know, there's a window, you know, if it there's some sort of, you know, club, metaphorically speaking, you're trying to get into and someone let you in the door. I mean, you know, hit him with that that Joe Pesci with that sticky bandit uh, mentality. Get in there. And and the cool thing about it is once you get into that party, you know, metaphorically speaking or whatever, and you keep it moving, eventually you'll be out of it. Oh, no, nah, but I didn't want to be out of it. No, no, no. That's the thing. You're not out of it because you keep moving. You're going to end up at an even better place. You're going to already know how to get around or they'll just let you right in. At that point, if you persist, your name's on the list, you know. At that point, you ain't waiting in line. You know, you persist through enough of these obstacles. Eventually, you're faced with an opportunity at which you can either become an obstacle or you can just leave that gate open, you know. So, uh, you know, what are you going to be? Are you moving or are you stationary? And I know you're moving because you're with me still. We're still boothing episode six. And uh, let's keep making this positive action happen. And before you know it, we're going to be moving so fast that uh, what once seemed like an obstacle to you or me is just going to be a blur. You know, it's just going to be a line in the road. It's gone before it, you know, it's gone before it even got there. It's just going to be a telephone pole uh, just kind of, you know, blends into the minutia of, you know, that that static that tries to distract us from uh, keeping our eyes ahead. So keep it moving thanks for tuning in and actually i'm not going to ask you to subscribe or follow i mean i'd appreciate it but really the thing i would that would make the biggest impact is if you just tell one person about this podcast uh you know if you appreciate the content just tell one person who either is in the podcast or hip-hop uh and that would mean the world hey (laughs) whiskey on the beat. Hey, come on. Hey, students, sir, the thoughts in my mind are patient. Used to think my dreams went and died, they were ancient. But really, my dreams were just hibernating, they were waiting for me to get all my keys to end and keep it playing, keep it moving. It's all about movement. So if I'm not winning, I sure ain't losing. Life isn't a game, even if it seems like one Sometimes they try to think as I stare into the sun
When the beat drops, you gon' lose your mind A million times that I thought I might have lost mine I found it the next morning Lyrically, I've been pouring my soul into these blows So now, I ain't that boring Rap game Tony Robbins, feeling inspirational Might just go motivate yourself I might just motivate my soul I was talking about the churches at which my family used to go Maximalist lifestyle Even if I'm so wild They gonna tell me that I'm Eddie Murphy and a golden child uh, Lasting longer than some rainbow flip-flops A one-arm clap to the top, top, tip-top I shall not be the narcoleptic spiritualist So if you ain't gonna hear this bit they hear the whole presence Cause my presence isn't a present It's the rapping around the present Get it? I can't contain myself sometimes I pole vault over the gatekeeper In my mind I'm trying to stop myself Motivate myself Motivate you too Wait, who am I preaching to? The choir I'm spitting fire I can't retire Cause I ain't been paid yet So I'm trying to stay for a while Like 20 years A thousand episodes 10,000 episodes, 100,000 episodes. If you're sleeping, at least keep the dream alive. I have to restart this fire. So I'm dragging the gate with me. All right, we're gonna have to bring it back. I'm just not done yet. Had to loop this over twice, couldn't find a good spot. Cause I, hey, I'm not the producer, Whiskey is. So I got a little bit more I gotta say. It's geriatric Lillian, line dancing in my feelings at a wedding. Every generation raps how they're dancing. There's no chances when I'm moving with the electric slide. I swing my cheek to the side and get my gut forwards towards a different hour. I devour the thoughts you used to spit out for hours. I'm freestyling, but my style is free. The podcast subscribe to you, to who, to me. Drop it. Thank you for tuning in. This was Boothin, episode six. Uh, tell a friend. Uh, on a closing note, thank you to Whiskey for the intro and the freestyle instrumental. Check out the show notes for a link to his band camp. He has two pretty awesome EPs on there. Uh, check that out. Thank you to RJ Hauser for the new artwork. And thanks to the whole Boothin team, which includes you, the... Uh, the little the little legion of listeners we're growing here uh wouldn't be here without you and i'm looking forward to being here with you so uh we're boothing till next wednesday have a good one